right, my talkers. Thursday, July 29th. It's hot. It's a little smoky outside, but we've got some fun Hollywood news for you. Will Smith might be going for an Oscar, and we've got Lori's theories coming up in just a little bit. Okay, so they showed this uh, trailer of Will Smith um, shining, really, as Serena and Venus's dad in the movie is called King Richard. Yep. And so GMA showed the trailer. Holly posted it for us, and uh, it looks amazing it first really, of all it really and it, it's coming out in november and the legend goes that richard williams serena and venus's dad was mm-hmm. watching television one day and he ended up watching a women's tennis match and he watched until the end for the trophy presentation and the handing out of the prize money and when he heard the amount of money women's tennis players were making he decided right then and there that his daughters were going to learn how to play tennis he'd never had any real formal training as a tennis player or coach, but he studied the game and he studied how to game the game. And he came up with a 78 page plan to make his daughters into tennis champions before they were even born. Yeah. He took little Venus and little Serena to the cracked public courts of Compton for hours, teaching them technique, ground strokes, serves, backhands, movement, everything, the motivation and there are other parts of the story, but, um, uh, it just looked, um, it looks amazing. It I does. mean, this looks like Oscar material for, uh, uh, and know, Tony Goldwyn from, um, you know, Scandal. Scandal is, I think he plays the agent or the manager. So he's in this as well. And Dylan McDermott, and, um, it looks really good. It and looks the, so good. The other thing that you see in the trailer when you watch it is that. He and Richard Williams is still alive. He was just on a practice court with Venus this month, but he's had um, he's in poor health. He's had a few strokes, but he prepared them for he was politically savvy and knowing that the white tennis established would not welcome these two girls with open arms. And he prepared them for that as well and prepared them to stand up for themselves and to win, 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 win. So. Julia, I think we this is going to oh, be a movie we're going to go crazy for. It looks so good. So we posted it. Take a look. But, you know, because you used to see him always on in the stands mm-hmm. with the family. And, mm-hmm. and later in the, his daughter's career, he's taken a less visible role and taken up other interests. But um, he divorced their mom. Yeah, oh, and yeah. So other things have happened. Um, and he married a woman that was a year older than Venus. So that's always hard for a family to take it, you know, when that happens. And then they had well, a Serena child. only hired a full-time coach when she was 30. Otherwise, it was her mm-hmm. dad all those it years. It was her dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be... I'm excited for this. Same. Same. It just looks they like They have an Oscar amazing material. story. Yes, yes, it does. And um, now the other big news in Hollywood is it is war. Scarlett Johansson has sued Disney over Black Widow streaming because it was supposed to only have a theatrical run so natasha romanoff is very mad you guys that of course is the black widow she is suing disney marvel claiming that um by doing the simultaneous release on disney plus and in the theaters it violated her contract and cut into box office receipts, which is her back-end deal. Oh, got it, got it, And that they intentionally induced the Marvel's breach of the agreement without justification in order to prevent Miss Johansson from realizing 
the full benefit of her bargain with Marvel, the suit says. And the Wall Street Journal broke this story today. This is war. This is war. She was supposed to earn an additional compensation on top of the $20 million she received for the film. This is also brave of Scarlett Johansson because she's taking a chance of cutting off doing business with all of Disney, which is Marvel, Lucasfilm, Searchlight, and various offshoots of 20th Century Fox. And um, Black Widow has made just $158 million domestically and a total worldwide of $318 million. And it's it's possible it could have made over two hundred million in the U.S. if it had just been in theaters. Sure, so, right, right. what if everyone starts doing this? I have no idea. But um, the law firm that's uh, representing Scarlett said this will surely not be the last case where Hollywood talent stands up to Disney and makes it clear that whatever the company may pretend. It has a legal obligation to honor its contract. So in their contract with her, it was only a theatrical right. release. And the, the, what they're saying mm-hmm. is when they decided to put it on Disney Plus, the projected cost to Miss Johansson is more than $50 million in losses. So, so that's huge. Good for her. Yes. Yeah, so. I think it's. I think that's interesting because also... When so many people saw it when it first, because people will pay the big bucks on Disney Plus because you get your family around. It was supposed to be a great movie and y'all pay the $30 or whatever it is that she's not getting anything for. Right. And then the second week box office just took a nosedive. Right. Well, and remember when she would have signed this contract, you know, this would have been pre-streaming and everything. All of that. And she's made nine Marvel movies. Yeah. Because she's been in all of them. So. I'm sure she's getting bouquets today from a lot of Hollywood people because there have been other people, actors, that have said the same thing, that they're upset that they're simultaneous right. streaming and theatrical release because of how the deals are structured and all of that. And that's that. something that we haven't thought about, you know, yeah. and, and that's a big financial deal to people. Yes, it is. So good for her. All right. I did a little digging, Julia, about the Venice Film Festival because they did announce their full lineup, but I still haven't figured out if they're doing the last duel or not. Right. But Kristen Stewart will be at the Venice Film Festival. And if it's anything like the Cannes Film Festival, we're going to have even more glamour Better red carpet. Um, I don't know. Returning though. to the Lido. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, they'll do what they did in Cannes. Spit, spit, spit. They make right, everybody right, test, right, right. test, test. But the movie that Kristen Stewart is playing, Princess Diana, the movie is called Spencer. Okay. And earlier this year, we saw photos of Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana in to generate interest. And it was amazing how much they looked alike. Right. And um, Pablo Lorraine directed this movie. And I guess... She was spotted um, leaving her stylist uh, place in the Hollywood Hills, and Venice Film Festival is a month away, and you know might be planning her looks. Sure, and she looks; she is always beautiful on a red carpet. Yeah. I mean, she has really edgy, cool looks. Mm-hmm. She was Gucci. She wasn't Gucci. Who was she for a while? Dior. Who was Kristen Stewart? She. She was Chanel. Chanel. That's and it. she still might be. Sh- yeah. Chanel, yeah, she- but. Um, Anyway, and so take, you know, we'll we'll try and figure out if The Last Duel is going to be in Venice, because that right. would be a benefit sighting. But we want Ben and Jen to have their red carpet debut at the Met Gala, just like they did the first time around. That is the first time we saw them on the red carpet, you know. It was that when she was in the mint green? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
off the shoulder. Kind of Jackie O calf yep. caftan. Yep. Yep. And then uh Whoopi Goldberg uh is gonna play Emmett Till's grandmother and produce the upcoming movie called Till. So that's happening, and if you don't know, 1955, a black teenager, Emmett Lewis Till, was murdered in Mississippi because he supposedly whistled at a white woman, and um, uh, anyway, just absolutely terrible, but his mom insisted that there be an open casket, and it was the front cover of, like, Ebony and Jet, because she wanted America to see what happened to her 13-year-old. So this is Whoopi's... um, uh, she's producing, she's acting in it, and um, she's waited a very long time to do this movie. So she's pretty, pretty excited. And it's uh, MGM. Okay. Um, movie. Okay. Let me go back to mm-hmm. the Scarlett Johansson yes. suing Disney. They have fired back and they have said there is no merit whatsoever in this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing for its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects. Oh, don't turn that on her. Of the COVID-19 pandemic, Disney has fully complied with Mr. Hansen's contract. And furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has already received to well, date. Well, I told you this was war. This is yeah. war by her doing it. They worked all at, worked all morning and afternoon on that uh, yeah. statement right there. They couldn't have been more shocked to have gotten those that, uh, that uh, you know, you've been served. Here's your lawsuit. Wow. Yeah, so no, they, it's war. Yep. It's war mm-hmm. is what that is. Um, you know, and we'll pay attention to it. <laughs> we really will. Um, and then uh, today in Duh in Hollywood, Brad Pitt and Angelina's ongoing divorce uh, is costing them so much, so money. much money. It's so ridiculous. So they've been battling it out in court since 2016. Oh, come on. And guess what? All those billable hours are building up and they are making for some big, big legal Can you bills. just think of how much money they are? That is just... What a waste. Yeah, Los Angeles divorce attorney Mark Vincent Kaplan uh, was asked to weigh in on what does he estimate that Jolie and Pitt have spent. Right. And he said it would now be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not in the millions, uh, on litigation. And, um, you know, Judge Odenkirk, the judge who originally granted Brad a temporary 50-50 custody split, was recently removed from the custody case case over ethical breaches when he failed to disclose that he was working on other cases involving Brad's legal team. So Brad's custody, temporary custody is null null and void. So they're basically starting over from scratch. Oh, this is just... So this, this is, gives me the hives. Oh, I know. This gives me anxiety he said, hearing these two people fight over. Mark Vincent Kaplan said there's wow. nothing more expensive than a hotly contested custody dispute. I'm oh. sure both of these and people Tressler can afford. would be going crazy if these were her clients. Yeah. And he said, uh, you know, maybe that's why she wants to sell Chateau Maryville. Maybe she needs the cash to pay her legal bills. Well, they, it doesn't sound like they're putting the kids first. It sounds like these two are putting their own selfish wants in front of everything else. Yeah, and he can't pay, pay, pay her out. He's got his legal bills Yes, he does. So, wow. Jeez. Those catch, two. Catch 22, too much drama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's listen. time for the dirt. Yeah, well, it is time for the dirt alert. We'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Holly. 
Hello. Hello. What do we have today? Oh, this afternoon, you know, I wanted to follow up on a story we did at the three o'clock Dirt Alert update talking about Netflix cracking down on vaccines Mm -hmm. for their workers. Well, Broadway's doing the same thing. A new agreement on Broadway with the Actors' Equity Association and the Broadway League. They're saying COVID vaccines are mandated for Broadway workforce. In this new deal, there's going to be weekly testing. So, you know... The arts, they want to get back to work. They do. And that's we the only want to get back yeah. to everything. And exactly. um, all these people who think that they know more than science, I don't know why they don't listen to their doctors. Uh, we would not get rid of polio. We would not get rid of uh, measles or smallpox with this attitude of going on that all of a sudden Joe Blow knows all this stuff about MRA and how vaccines work. And let's get rid of this thing. Yes. You know? Yes. I so. mean, this is why people are having to mandate it because people aren't doing the right thing. Yes. So Broadway, Netflix, we'll see Hooray. what other people are going to be doing as we move forward here. Now, this is a little question that uh, I'm curious if you guys are interested. We're getting another reboot. Uh, well, actually, a sequel, a television sequel to a big bomb of a movie. Waterworld starring oh, Kevin. Oh, oh. <laughs> OK. When that was being made, because we were so in love with Kevin Costner yeah. at the time. Like he was everything. Well, dances with Wolves. Oh, he was. Everything. Is he involved in the sequel? Not as of yet, but uh, Kevin I don't know Car- why they're doing this. <laughs> so, yes, well, Waterworld came out in 1995, the height of Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. right? Oh, beyond. Beyond. Yep. So this movie, a famous bomb about a world covered in water. So this is going to be taking place 20 years after the original movie. Now, I, maybe Kevin Costner is going to be involved in this. Maybe he's not. No word yet, but... It's happening. At least it's in development right right now. So this would be happening for Universal. Grant, Uh, you want this to happen? I loved the first one. I am such a geek about the first one. Everybody, a lot of people hated it. I am a geek about it. I love it. So if we could get Kevin for the second, I'm all in. All right. Well, he's currently busy doing Yellowstone and coming to the state fair playing in the grandstand with his band. So. And, and tickets are available. People are not really thinking about the fair for some of their concert things, but he's doing music conversation. And um, I can't wait. I Grant is working on getting him um, to come out to the fair. <laughs> oh, fabulous. Sit with us. Oh, or, you know, or, or for you fired. To- yeah. Are you, or we for, have these jobs, <laughs> these kind of levels that Grant yeah. has to these plateaus right. where he has to reach. Mm-hmm. But that's his first one, and he's right. fired if it Whoa. doesn't happen. Well, so, we'll get it done. So, and then good we'll, luck to you, Grant. <laughs> we'll have Kevin Costner sitting, and then, Julia, you can sit on Kevin Costner. Get on up, girl. <laughs> Giddy up, girl. That's right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of music, this sounds fun. It's going to be happening next year in Las Vegas, the Lovers and Friends Festival. This is a festival being put on by Live Nation, and if you like 90s and early 2000s hip-hop and R&B, this is going to be the concert for you. Lauren Hill, Ludacris, TLC, Timbaland, Sierra, Nelly, Neo, Ashanti, Ja Rule, Brandy, Monica, Akon, T-Paint, Little Kim, Sean Paul, Fabulous, and Eve. Wow. Are all wow. going to be performing at this festival. Tickets start at $175. So Is it like a three-day weekend? They're cheaper than Hootie Fest. Yeah. <laughs> to. Right. Is it uh, like a three-day weekend or something? It doesn't go over like that kind of a thing? Uh, no, I think this is just going to be a one-day one, giant festival. A one-day? Holy crap. Well, now, this was originally planned for May of 2020 last mm-hmm. year in Los Angeles, but, you know, things were canceled last year. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be moving it to Las Vegas. This sounds like a lot of fun. 
So if you want to do that, tickets go on sale on pre-sale August 2nd if you're planning your schedule. Uh, Controversial wardrobe choice on the set of And Just Like That, the Sex in the City sequel. People are not happy that Carrie Bradshaw is wearing Forever 21. Oh, come on. Who cares? <laughs> well, but didn't Carrie always mix high and low? She always did. Yes, she did. You are exactly right. So on the set of And Just Like That, Carrie Bradshaw is wearing a, a quite a cute little ple- a peasant dress, like a maxi dress, and she's wearing a denim shirt underneath it, and then obviously she's wearing some kind of a, a high-end heel. She's mixing high-low. Yeah. People were kind of crabby about it. Oh, geez. That's she, that was that's, always a signature. And they don't know thing. who she is. Yeah, that was always the yep. signature look, I think. Exactly, exactly. $700 pair of shoes, $30 skirt. Right. Well, and that's how people dress. In that real, is how people dress. In real life. You wear you wear some fancy stuff, and then you wear some stuff that's a little budget, and you mix it all together. 40 years after Charles and Diana got married, you can have a piece of their wedding cake. What? It's, Stop. <laughs> it's a piece of cake from their wedding going up for auction. It's a 28-ounce slice of cake from the day Prince, Di- uh, Prince Charles and Princess Diana, Lady Diana, got married. And it's Whose a- freezer has this been sitting in, and how do we know if it hasn't the electricity didn't go out one or two times? It's oh. spoiled. <laughs> well, I don't think you want to eat this, but it's actually kind of within a realistic budget if you want to buy it. It's going on for auction August 11th, the piece of cake, maybe about $700. That's it. I wonder who's selling it. Um, well, we are, you know, I don't know who this belongs to, but it was sold to a collector already back in 2008. That collector is putting it up for auction. So it's changed hands a couple of times and uh, you will be able to buy it through Dominic Winter Auctioneers. And the auctioneer says that the slice of cake appears to be in exactly the same good condition as when it was originally sold. But we advise against eating it. Do you guys have your wedding cake in a freezer? No, I put it in there. Did you? But I mean, it was like a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm not going to eat it. That's gross. Oh, no. I took slice after slice after slice because I had the most delicious almond cake. And I would just take a little thin slice and cheat and have it. (laughs) (laughs) We're supposed to eat it on your anniversary. Yeah, you're supposed to. Yeah. On your first anniversary. I didn't have any by then. Well, hopefully. (laughs) I went and got a Dairy Queen cake. I mean, isn't that the way to go? Delicious. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to eat it. Might have freezer burner. Might smell like weird freezer things. I mean, we'll see. I'll open it and I'll do a sniff test. How's about it's that? It's surprisingly that they hold up. Yeah. Kristen Bell is sharing her thoughts on her six-year-old daughter's name, Delta. Oh. I thought this was funny. <laughs> she said that her daughter being named Delta is a big, big bummer because mm. right now we are experiencing some complications with the Delta variant of COVID-19. She said I, uh, she's really hoping that it won't be as strong as the original, the Delta variant. People will, you know, she just doesn't want her daughter to be in the crosshairs of the cultural moment right now. So, well, imagine well, being Delta Airlines. It's not bothering them. Just right, you'll, it it'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Little little Delta Shepherd. Yes, exactly. And uh, let's move on from that. Something else making headlines. I know it's a visual thing, but Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit has gone viral. Of all things, he has gone viral this afternoon because he has a big mustache and what looks to be like a big old hair head of white hair. But it kind of looks like a wig. He kind of looks like David Spade. Yeah, he kind of looks like Hulk Hogan, too. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> what a combo. David Spade, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know, throwing it back to the 90s. So that's happening, too. Also, a fun story. Rosie O'Donnell is talking to People.com about going to an Oscar party with Madonna and Dennis Hopper. Oh. Yeah. So she said that the night that this happened, she got out of a limo and everyone's going, Madonna, Kathy Bates, Madonna, Kathy Bates, because everyone thought she was Kathy Bates. Getting out of the limo. Oh, oh <laughs> okay, and that's not a compliment, maybe. Well, you know, Kathy Bates is probably twenty years older than her. Yeah, you know, but Kathy Bates did win an Academy Award the year that she was mistaken for that for misery, and she was like, "Well, okay." Then they went to Spago in Beverly Hills, Wolfgang Puck's restaurants. Mm-hmm. They sat next to Dennis Hopper. At the table was Jackie Collins's sister, and then Rosie O'Donnell says Dennis Hopper leaned over and said. I had sex with two women at this table. Start your guessing. <gasps> oh, how fun is that? Did she tell us who? No, oh. we don't know who Dennis Hopper oh. had sex with at a table at Spago. But uh, Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell, remember, they've been friends for a long time. They became yeah, they friends are. on the set of A League of Their Own, and they go back and forth with each other. So that's all the dirt this hour. That's good. I really like that. Mm-hmm. It was a salad of a dirt alert. Oh, yes. Chef's good. Very, very. Chef's kiss. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. What's happening on the road? She has a theory. Many theories. I, I can't believe we're going to limit it to one. I know it. I All know right. It. Well, what here, this is kind of an interesting. Right. Uh, uh, what would you think if um, someone studied and uh, actually dug into? Do people prefer? How do they prefer reading books? Do they re- prefer paper, or do they prefer Kindles. reading their Kindles or on an iPad? Well, I'm sure this has changed. Because remember when the Kindle first came out mm-hmm. so many years ago? Um, mm-hmm. Today, I would say it might even be 50-50. Yeah, Julia, it's pretty much close to 46% of people enjoy physically turning the pages. Right. 42% fe- prefer the feel of a physical book in their hands. Uh, one in four, they love the smell of the book. And people, 32% of people feel they're more immersed reading a paper book. Right. And uh, 16% say they remind them of libraries. And the researchers on this said it's possible that real books had a bump in the pandemic over digital reading. I, I would believe that. Because we spent, people got to doom scrolling on their devices. And you wanted to get off your device and spend something time with something else. Yes. I believe that. And I don't understand why people do hardcover books anymore. They're ridiculous. Just do trade paperbacks. Julia. I, I just like it. I'm just okay. saying that. No, Julia, when new books come out, they usually are hard. I understand, so but people come out. just insulted all, I, every author that we ever have on. A lot of people come out with trade paperbacks now as first releases, Lori. I'm just saying. It's the truth. I'm appalled. I'm right not. Now. You and I like a lighter book. Let's be No, you don't care. All right, go on. The go back Exiles. To your you just read well, Green Valley. The Those were hardback books. What are you talking about? Your theory is hogwash. All right, it's mine. Yeah. Okay, so but what's old is new again, and all I can think of for my theory on this is that in the the year of COVID, people got sick of being on their tablets or computers or Zooming. We were looking because even so when the, you're reading, you can get in interrupted. Yes, yeah. so the escape of a, a book, was a wonderful. trade paperback or the dreaded hardback book, is was people liked it. I believe it.
And then, of course, you know, people also like listening. Yes. To their books. Okay, yes. so here's another uh, theory about um, why does... It, yeah, why does... Uh, the, so they always <laughs> study exercise and how how it has to do with physicality, but the University of Den- Delaware wanted to find out, okay, let's study kids that are between the ages of 6 and 12 and who can lear- learn the most words, new vocabulary, by doing a different sport. Oh, I okay? love this. Okay. Oh, I love this idea. Yeah, so they had... Um, s- some children did swimming, others did like these little CrossFit exercises, okay. and the third group filled out a coloring book. Okay. Okay, and the kids that were assigned to the swimming group had better vocabulary, scored better on their vocabulary tests than the other two groups. And the theory behind it is that swimming is beneficial for learning maybe other words or something because it's an automatic exercise that requires less mental energy because if you know how to swim you can just get and swim and you don't have to really think about it where if you're doing exercising whatever crossfit CrossFit, for little kids are or you're Coloring. coloring in a book no mental retention so this is good news for swimmers i don't know if this study came out uh because the olympics are on but it did appear in my journal that i love but I have a hard time reading the Journal of Speech, Language, and Hearing Research. Mm-hmm. I try and stay up That's to date. That's a very popular one right now. Yeah, I try. It's to with stay our up. aging yep. nation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because they always study exercise on physical benefits. Sure. And they never look at exercise and the Cognitive, mental. the mental part of your brain. I love this. Yeah. I so, love this. Okay. So Swim and do vocabulary. There you go. I failed doing my vocabulary test with my children. I should have told them to get in the pool and do laps. Yeah. Um, now, do you think your zodiac sign can uh, explain your taste in home decor? The stars have aligned with Americans' furniture preferences. Now, I would like you to weigh in on this and give me your theory about comfortable home decor okay. and zodiac signs. All right, Grant, what's your sign? I'm a Libra, right? Uh, October 16th. I think that's a Libra. Yes, right? October, Libra. yes. Okay. Yep. All right, I just needed to know that. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. What's it say, Lori? Well, um, the most popular. Okay, so the most. Po- okay, so these are the, the. This is what they use the decor styles: vintage, rustic, industrial, maxim, maximalist, and minimalist. Okay, okay. and um, so relaxing at home is just you know people enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Seven out of ten people say they like to have a happy, a happy home. But, yes, um, uh, I guess. Like cancers are more most likely to seek advice from others before sprucing up their digs or buying anything. That is so true about you. That's true about That's me. That's so true about you. Sixty-one percent of cancers will say they need design uh, help, other help, right? Mm-hmm. But we're also more open to trying new things because we're not we, we're not that opinionated about okay, home decor, right. even though we love our homes. Um, Gemini's um, they like to have new hobbies and they also like to make sure they have outdoor space and backyards. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Scorpios are the most confident 
about their everything decorating. So why would it be why about would decorating? They, be? they just think they're the bomb, right? You know, Scorpio, they're everything. Uh, okay. Gemini's also want. They are very particular about a pleasing aesthetic. Now, your mom is my a Gemini. mom is a Gemini. Yeah. Now, Aquarius. I thought it was going to be something about how many times in a week you move around your furniture. And this, the sign, the sign. Well, that could be this. The sign that's most confident in their interior design skill are Aries. What month? What is that? March, April, April, May, April. I think Aries, Aries is. I feel March. like it's April because March is Pisces, and right. then it goes into Aries, Aries. before Taurus. Yeah. So it's so it's March, April. Yes. Okay. And Aquarians want to be the most comfortable. That's really what they care about. The let me be free people yeah. want to be comfortable. Okay. Dad, brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do the, What do the Virgos want? I, I don't know. You tell me. You're a Virgo. Well, so this is just not even fulfilling me because you don't even have my sign or grand sign. Okay. But we know what the Geminis want. Okay. This is I thought you could fill that in. No. No. Okay. Well, I would say based on knowing you, you're a confident person uh, with your uh, home decor and you have a very good eye and zoning in. And I think Libras want... Um, pleasing like they need to have based on this based on my mom and my sister's libra yeah they like to have like they like pictures they like mirrors they like to have mm-hmm. they, might, they like to put stuff up on the walls yeah <laughs> <laughs> they don't want any empty wall space where i like empty wall space okay yeah mm-hmm. okay now here is a theory um Libras would, I, sorry, yeah. Libras would have great taste in design and love a beautiful and neat home is what I yes, just read here. So yeah. like neat home. I'll that's, take that. And that's, my, that's Catherine, our sister. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she yeah. is, she's got an eye. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, skip the drama. Researchers have cracked the appeal of feel-good movies. Now, this could have been under duh, but... Okay. Um, um, again, I've referenced this institute before, the Max Planck Institute for Empirical Aesthetics. I just did it the other day. You I'm did, always looking at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, so, because sometimes you want a feel-good movie. Oh, not a lot. Yes. Right. So More often than not, for sure, on me. Right. And everyone has favorite, you know, so for some people it might be, Love actually, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, pretty woman, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But um, the main thing with a feel good movie is that there are no shocking plot twists in a feel good movie. Mm-hmm. Even in a tense moment, there's an overall lightness to the story. Okay. The audience knows no one is going to die. It's like a good book. No one is going mm-hmm. to suffer. There will not be a horrible fate. There will not be a a sad ending, yep. a delicate mix of everything creates a feel good movie. And why do we watch them? Well, we watch them duh, to feel good. I give you the Hallmark channel. That's right. I give you the Hallmark channel, Christmas movies, Halloween movies, summer movies, anything. Another, but they have to be done well of to course. have the intended effects. A bad movie is a bad movie. No matter what. I would agree. Yeah, All I right. would agree. But it's like a book, an easy book that you know is going to have a happy ending. Yeah. A feel-good book. Yeah, you feel good. Mm-hmm. In a hardcover or in trade paperback. <laughs> we'll weigh in on that. I can't believe you dissed I'm dissed. not dissing them. I'm just saying sometimes you want the trade. All, All right. right, listen, we'll be right back. 
Thanks, Grant. Um, yeah, okay, so just a couple things before we head off for the night. To the sunset. To the, to the hazy, and I guess it's it's a clear sky, that smoky haze we have going on. It's it, unbelievable. It, it looks like there's fog out there right now. Yeah, it's yeah. It's creepy. It's crazy. Okay, the Twin Cities Salvation Army just started its annual back-to-school drive. And they collect uh, backpacks and school supplies for kids whose parents are having financial challenges. So that just kicked off today. Okay. And we've got some uh, Britney Spears news. Yes. Uh, Give it to us, Jules. Okay. So the um, headline is Britney Spears doctors say Jamie must go according to personal conservator. So the battle, you know, that's been going on and on. But um, Jody, the conservator, wants Jamie out of the conservatives because, and the doctors agree, and this is new legal documents. Um, there, Jody is officially joining Brittany's bid to remove Jamie as a conservator and, and her estate. And the docs, Jody says, say it's in Brittany's best interest for Jamie to be sent parking or packing. Uh, the medical team wants him out. It's a huge development could, that could end. Um, Jamie's role as conservatorship, if her medical doctors and therapists think Jamie's presence is tormenting Brittany, that is is. probably enough for the judge to boot him from the conservative. Jody makes it clear in the doc she wants Jason Rubin to be appointed conservatorship of her estate in place of Jamie. So this is, this isn't, this is, it just keeps going. Yeah, I I was watching Entertainment Tonight. I watched it this morning from yesterday and her attorney was leaving the courthouse. So it was from the day before and he Stood on the steps and he spoke and he just said, we want him out and we right. are going to investigate him. I mean, he used very, I was like, very stern language. Very stern. And I yep. thought Brittany is probably so happy. She finally has a lawyer who's working for her. Right. Instead of her dad. And when I think, I hope that they investigate that attorney. Oh, 100%. Eight years he and represented the dad. And her. the dad. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's, it's so many years of her life. It's something so and just the governor just announced that Minnesota is going to be offering $100 if you get your COVID-19 shot between today and August 15th. Mm-hmm. But you need to sign up at uh, register at the at the Minnesota State website. Um, if you just go to mn.gov backslash COVID, get vaccinated, get 100 bucks. You know, for some reason you haven't had a chance to do it yet. What a great incentive. Yeah, What's no there? kidding. You can go do it. Claim your prize, you know, starting Wednesday, um, August 4th. So yeah. eligibility begins right away. And you get a $100 Visa gift card. Yeah. I want that. This, this Delta variant is very, I mean, it's... People it's, are trying to nip it in the bud. In the bud. Mm-hmm. Trying to nip it going, in the bud before the fair. Yeah, that's uh, right. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's getting a little scary there. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So tonight we've got some exciting things to watch. At we the have Olympics. trampoline, Julia. Trampoline j- jumping. It's a, a gymnastic sport. <laughs> yes, it is. They're kind of amazing. Don't you remember the first time you did a trampoline in gym class? We didn't have those in gym, Laurie. You didn't? No. We did. You mean like the little like exercise? No, had, oh, like a big no, one. No, my dad had the oh, little wow. exercise. No, no the only time it was I was in on a gym class. Oh, we didn't have that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. And, and They it were was, deemed dangerous by the time... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we lived in Japan sure. and we went to everyone jumps over there. Yeah, and it was I don't know, a military we went to school on base and never yeah. did that. Never ever did that in Japan. And you had to do this jump where you jumped up and then you landed on your butt and then you stood up and, and then landed. you had to, landed and then you had to twist Rotate. and turn and land yeah. the other way and I was absolutely terrible. I was as bad at that as I was at really? climbing up the rope. <laughs> Not really? I, 
I always fell backwards. Okay. And I, my sister, who was little and light, you know, she could just twist and spin. And sure. Yeah. I was just like, is there ever going to be anything? And, you know, and then I discovered Aerobics. badminton. <laughs> badminton. Badminton. But then you left because well, you joined the team and it was too competitive. Well, by high school, I'd aged <laughs> out. My backyard <laughs> skills did not. Did not fit the high school, the state high school, high school league, no? Mm-hmm. We had I was I was in gymnastics as a young boy for a long time, and when they finally let us get strapped in with the big tramp, and they would have guys with ropes that would you they'd pull you up as you bounce to help you learn how to do the do big it. flips and oh, everything. Right? Had you harness like, like so what they do at the fair? The trampoline. Oh yeah, I watch everything gymnastics. I did it for oh that was the first sport, one of the first sports I ever did. My grandpa was like the key to all sports is flexibility, and gymnastics teaches you all of that. Yeah. So, really? Yeah. Did I, you and you were a wrestler though? That was the big. That one, was my it? big. Thing. Eventually, wrestling became, but for football, for everything, flexibility is key. In gymnastics, I was at North Shore Club out in Orno for there a long time, and it was it was a blast. Can yeah. you still do like a round off and a flip and all that? Yeah, I could do a back flip, back hand. You hurt your back. Yeah, but I, I when you I can still do it when I yeah I can pull it out absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, nice. Yeah, yeah so I'm kind of excited to see the trampoline. I Me forgot too. all about the trampoline uh, thing, and then I don't know. Of course, we're going to watch the women's gymnastics. Of course, I don't, I don't know if there's any more swimming. Probably there's more swimming. Mm-hmm. You know, boy, there's a lot of events. I really sw- appreciate the divers and their teeny, teeny, tiny little uh, okay. loose knuckle covering oh, that they so, had on. Okay, so wait a minute. So the one <laughs> they're, they're so little. They well, are. they're little. Spitty. They're like it's like just tiny. It's the one. Did you see the diver? It was a it was a synchronized diving team, and the one guy was so bow legged, oh. but with huge thighs. Yeah, but so bow legged that it was. Heart, it looked like he was off balance. He was so bull-legged. I've never, like, you could dive through his legs. Right. That's uh, that's it, called uh, the Popeye the Sailor Man. Don't go swimming <laughs> with bull-legged women. Toot, toot. <laughs> the Popeye the Sailor Man. That's a that sex track. Of yeah. course. I'm Popeye the Sailor, Sailor Man. I live in, in a garbage can. I love to go swimming with bull-legged <laughs> women. I'm Popeye the Sailor <laughs> Man. But I thought for the sport, I wouldn't pick up. It just looked but, so but off. But when you're, you, as long Although as you give keep me your, your toes. Theory. Okay, I'm an expert diver. Um, as long as your toes this. are together, I know. That's right. That's I know. Right. And, you know, then when they do that, that somersault, they're splayed out anyway. Right. A little bit, you know, the way they hold their legs. Because from that one view, you know, you're like, wow, look at that. Right. That's it seems like an ungainly position, but yet... <laughs> It, it goes it so, fast. Yeah. so fast. All right, everyone, have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.